opened the door to the most powerful room in housing, built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress. The gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, Zillow economist Matthew Speakman examines the National Association of Realtors' latest existing home sales report, which indicates existing home sales are down for the fourth consecutive month, and also shares some insight into some of the challenges that home buyers could be facing this summer. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit joinatlanticbay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined by Zillow economist, Matthew Speakman. Listeners, today, Matthew will be examining NAR's latest existing home sales report. So Matthew, thanks for joining us again on Housing Wire Daily. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to get started by discussing the latest existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors, indicating that existing home sales are down for the fourth consecutive month, falling 0.9% from April to a seasonally adjusted rate of 5.8 million. So what does the slowdown tell us about market conditions at this time? Yeah, you're right. It it was another uh, somewhat disappointing month for um, the existing home sales report. You know, what it says to me is that while uh, some would-be home buyers are maybe growing a bit frustrated by sharply rising prices and and you know so this persistent elevated market competition. In general, measures of demand remain very high, very strong. Bidding wars are still extremely common. Price cuts are less common than they were this time last year, uh, and we're seeing you know the share of homes that are selling above their initial list price at uh, you know it's occurring more than twice. Uh, at a rate more than twice uh, the rate this time last year, more than three times the rate this time in 2019. So, you know, there's this enduring demand for homes driven by a number of factors. On the supply side is where the constraints are, and that's what's um, you know contributing to this fourth consecutive monthly decline. You know, we're seeing some improvements on a month-to-month basis uh, from an inventory perspective, but in general, there are just so uh, you know, so few homes out there compared to this time last year, and it makes it difficult for for many buyers who are, you know, looking to to take that next step on their housing journey. So, um, you know, we're hopeful that these supply side constraints will start to ease, and we are seeing some signs of that uh, in recent weeks and months. Um, but it's it says to me that it's the supply side of the market that's contributing to uh, another slowdown in sales volume. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's still an incredibly competitive market out there, but let's discuss the nation's median existing home price. And according to NAR, the median existing home price in May was $350,000 and saw a record year-over-year increase of 23.6%. That's a significant increase. So I'd like to get your perspective on what factors are contributing to these increasing prices. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's very significant. Um, you know, our measure of home values, which is a little bit different than NARS, uh, is up at an annual pace that's stronger than any that we've seen in our previous records uh, that go back to 1996. Um, and it's really the same story as what I was mentioning before. This you know balance or imbalance of supply and demand. People are s- still really eager to to buy homes, bid up prices, whereas supply just isn't there to keep up and maintain that balance. You know, and this demand is being driven by a few key factors. One is uh, what we're calling the great reshuffling. This idea that the pandemic has sort of allowed people to reconsider what they need from their home, where they can live, where they want to live, how much space they need. And that's driving this increased uh, demand and, and desire for something different, um, you know, for a lot of people when it comes to housing. Um, Another is just underlying demographics. There are a ton of millennials and and older members of the Generation Z uh, generation uh, that are now aging into that uh, that time in their life when people typically buy homes. Um, And uh, that's sort of this natural demand that uh, that isn't going to go away anytime soon. So Really, it's it's yeah these factors contributing to a lot of desire for homes, um, supply not really keeping up, uh, and that combined is is pushing prices up at a record pace. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, as we talk about demand, I'd like to discuss inventory. Because according to the NAR, housing inventory at the end of May amounted to 1.23 million units and was up 7.0% from April, but down 20.6% from one year ago. And NAR's data also indicates properties typically remained on the market for 17 days in May, which was unchanged from April, but down 26 days a year ago. You know, we've seen over the past year strong home buyer demand, like we established, and limited inventory, but I'd like to get your thoughts on whether you think that current inventory levels may be a sign that inventory constraints are going to start easing up. Yeah, that's the hope. And, you know, in our data, uh, Zillow data, we we found that uh, for the first time since last summer, uh, overall for sale inventory ticked up in May uh, from April. So so the first monthly increase in, in the overall number of homes for sale in a given month uh, since last July. Um, so, you know, we think that's an encouraging sign. It's the sort of thing that's not going to be solved overnight. Inventory is still down more than 30% from our measure, at least year over year. Um, so, but, but, you know, any, any improvement in a market like this, that's starved for more supply, um, is encouraging. Uh, and, you know, I think that there's a way in which these improvements will compound. So a lot of our survey work that we do over here at Zillow, uh, firstly showed that, you know, there was a fairly large share uh, of people who are, would be home sellers, homeowners that would consider home selling, but um, maybe weren't quite there yet. And one of the reasons for that was um, they were apprehensive about selling their home just due to uncertainty driven by the pandemic. You know, so many facets of the pandemic introduced some you know fear and, and concern and uncertainty in a lot of people's lives, of course, goes without saying. Um, and as the economy improves, as case counts continue to fall, you know, things start to reopen, the school year ends. Um, we think that some of that uncertainty will lift and, and those who are sort of on the fence about listing their homes um, uh, will become more confident and sure of themselves when, when considering doing so. Uh, yeah, so, so hopefully, and then, and then other people are, are sort of on the fence about, you know, I can't sell my home right now because there aren't any more to buy, right? But as more homes come on the market as inventory continues to improve, those people hopefully, and we believe they will be, uh, will be encouraged 
uh, to list their homes as well. So it's a sort of thing, as I mentioned before, it's not going to be solved overnight. Inventory, tight inventory conditions, um, you know, will remain in place uh, for, for, you know, at least the next couple of months, but we are seeing some improvements of late uh, and that's a good sign for the market going forward. All right. Yeah. That actually goes into my next question. You touched on would-be home sellers. What about would-be home buyers? You know, there are going to be home buyers that are looking for a home this summer. So what challenges could they possibly be facing in the months ahead regarding to supply specifically? And is there any data from Zillow that's indicating more homes are going to be potentially put onto the market? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I touched on it a little bit just, just a minute ago, but um, yeah, just to reiterate, you know, we're seeing some signs of improvement and we believe that these improvements will compound going forward just due to the nature of what was holding some people back uh, in recent months, um, you know, as things improve in the broader economy and, and individual people's lives, of course, every housing transaction is, is ultimately a personal one. So um, so that's an encouraging sign for the market and, and for would-be buyers. You know, as we mentioned before, it's just really competitive out there. A lot of people are still super eager to, to move, uh, take that next step in their journey, um, whether that means moving across the country or to a, a new city or state or, or just moving uh, within their existing uh, neighborhood or city or, or town. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not going to be it's still going to be competitive for buyers uh, for the foreseeable future, but uh, you know, we're confident that some of this balance will start to, you know, come back in the market um, in the months to come. All right. Well, before we go, I'd like to discuss mortgage rates and the week ending on June 24th, 2021, Freddie Mac claims the average U S mortgage rate rose nine basis points from the week prior to 3.02%. So Matthew, do you expect rates to continue to rise going forward? You know, it's a really interesting question. It's a super interesting time for mortgage rates. I follow this quite closely. Yeah, by and large, rates, while having risen last week and, and sort of up from their historic lows, have remained really low, despite, you know, the economy showing many improvements, um, the firmest inflation figures that we've seen in decades, and generally inflation tends to put upward pressure on mortgage rates. Um, and yet, mortgage rates remain very low, you know, by historic comparisons, you know, very, very low. Um, I believe that the, up, the, the uh, you know, the, the pressure on mortgage rates going forward will be to the upside. That is, it's more likely that mortgage rates will increase in the coming months than decrease, firstly, just because they're so low to begin with. Uh, but also, you know, the economy is going to continue to improve. Things are going to continue to reopen. People are going to be more comfortable spending. And uh, so, you know, I, I do think that largely the pressure on mortgage rates is, is to the upside and the risk is to the upside going forward. That said, I don't expect a significant increase in the coming months at all. I mean, it, it, there are a lot of factors at play, the Federal Reserve, how financial markets um, digest some of their narrative and what decisions they make. But um, I just think due to the nature of uh, you know, a number of factors, including the Federal Reserve and market conditions, um, I don't expect a sharp uptick in mortgage rates um, in the near future, though I do think that they'll, they'll sort of generally trend upward uh, in the months to come. 
Okay. Thank you for answering that. A lot of great insight here today, Matthew, but before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add or anything else you think our listeners should know? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think we covered a lot. I mean, one thing, uh, you know, one, one topic that maybe doesn't get as much attention uh, as, as others and, and maybe it should be uh, is the rental market. Um, and what we're seeing in our data, you know, nationally, the typical rent um, uh, across the country, if growth rate fell pretty dramatically at the beginning of the pandemic, though it, rents did you know, technically still increase. Um, but they did fall on an annual basis in, in a lot of large markets. The rental market really sort of slowed down, whereas the for sale market, you know, as we've discussed, uh, started to, to ascend to new highs, at least when it comes to, to prices. Recently, though, we're seeing a sharp reversal in, in rents. Our measure of rents in the month of May was up 2.3% in the last month alone. That's the fastest monthly monthly increase since 2015. And there are now just five markets, five major markets, that is, across the country where rents are lower now than they were a year ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's uh, while the for sale market gets plenty of attention and for good reason, um, the rental side of the market um, has a lot of action going on as well. We're keeping a close eye on that going forward. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you so much again for your time today. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.